Today's show is brought to you by Cure International. Cure Heals Kids. Cure Heals Kids. And then they tell the kids and their families about the healer. At lifewithlisawilliams.com, you can find out more about Cure today. You can go there and see some of the kids who are in the process of receiving their healing. So your guest today is Tiffany Lee, better known as Plum. You're going to hear part one of her story. And I had heard that her story was very authentic and uh, transparent and vulnerable. And that's all true. She's going to tell you what she's been through and how it's changed her. And before you hear from her, I thought you might want to hear from her musically. This is the song that is actually the title of her latest CD. This is Exhale. It's okay to not be okay. This is a safe place. This is a safe place. Don't be afraid. Don't be ashamed. There's still hope here. There's still hope here. No matter what you've done or who you Just let go
music of Plum, Exhale, which is actually the title of an entire project of songs. If you'd like to buy that project or find out more, there's a link right underneath this show at lifewithlisawilliams.com. Just look for this show, which is called Plum, There Is Always Hope. And now please keep listening because the story behind Exhale and the story of what God has been doing in Plum's life is what you'll hear on today's show. I'm just a radio girl. I love things that talk to me. You LOL. I did. I truly laughed out loud. Now, this may be the dumbest thing in the whole world, but it worked on me. There's a dog chasing a train. He and Fido. Hey, Natalie, how old are you? I will pray with you now. Before you leave, I have to pray with you. I'm here for the people in the hood. You know, Jesus is my very, very best friend. Pray without ceasing, which is not some sort of so heavy I can't do it command. It is this breath of fresh air that I am involved in what God is doing in the earth today. I'm Lisa. I'm great. Everything's fine. Somebody just wrote on my Facebook page, please get your mom on Facebook. We want to be her friend. Do you want to be on Facebook? What is that? Are you on Twitter? I talked to the mailman. Is that Twitter? Life with Lisa Williams is like a cake. Run around in the sun. Exactly. Put a sprinkler in the yard. This is life. This is this, this is this is life. 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 This is Life with Lisa Williams. Yeah, I'm on Plum's um, Twitter page, and it's very convenient that she's got all the cities that she's visiting on this beautiful offerings tour, and Bakersfield is kind of close to the top, so you are kind of sweeping through California right now. Yeah. Yeah. And so Bakersfield, and then Oceanside, and then... Mm -hmm. Nevada, California, Arizona, Colorado, New Mexico, Texas. I mean, you are busy right now. This is a lot. It is a lot. It is a lot. Somehow I feel it must be the prayers of my community just loving on me every day because I, I really don't, I don't feel overwhelmed. I feel energized and excited and I'm having a really good time. So I'm, I mean, you kind of need that to want to keep going, you know, so. I'm excited to to be here and doing this and just seeing God at work. It's fantastic. It's a rare life, but it's a cool, rare life that, you know, I think about all the people who have to work so hard to coordinate these types of experiences with all these towns and all the venues and all the, just the coordination. And it all kind of boils down to this moment when you get to be on a stage with a microphone speaking or singing into someone's life. I mean, it's a lot Mm -hmm. of work to get you to that space, but that's, that's your space, isn't it? Right. It is. And it's those behind the scenes people that don't get near enough credit for what they do. And there's a, I forget who sings it, but there's a country song that says, um, half the man is the man who drive me places. Um, (laughs) I forget who the, who the artist is, but it's like, he tells a story, this, the whole song is him telling a story of just how, you know, celebrated he is and lights on him and, you know, his voice is magnified through a microphone and he's up on a stage elevated and people want his autograph and they want pictures with him. And at the same time, he's like, but the guy that just drove me from the hotel to the venue today told me a story. And it's like, this guy has worked three jobs to be able to you know, and he just fills in the story of just all this sacrifice and all this hard work and education and, um, and just really, really feeling humbled by the fact that like, you're, 
you're twice the man I am, and here mm-hmm. I'm the guy being celebrated. It's like you're the, you're the one that, and I feel that way. I feel about mm-hmm. the, that, that way about the people around me that are, you know, just more educated and and hard, even harder workers, and have these stories. And at the end of the day, though, God knows all of that. God mm-hmm. knows all of that, and there's a beautiful reason why you know He's orchestrated it the way that He has, and so um. So I'm really humbled to be, I mean, even the driver of our bus, I was just talking with him and before we got on this interview and, um, and just how like there was some, <laughs> there was some undercooked chicken at one of our venues and we were talking about how like, he was like I, I can't afford to get sick cause I've got to get you to your, and it was like in his mind, he was thinking about me like, yeah, I don't want to get sick, but like, I can't get sick cause I've got to get her to the next place. And it's like before even himself, he was thinking of me and the people that God is using me to touch. Like, okay, I can't get, I can't eat that because I can't get sick because then she wouldn't be able to get to the city and God needs her in that city. And just so to have people just being so thoughtful of, of you in a way that you don't deserve is just, mm-hmm. it's humbling. It's really humbling. It is humbling. It's humbling to be the one whose name is on the sign. It's humbling to be the one that, but God has, that's your, calling it's the the word words don't suffice but the words that i can find are calling it's your space it's your it's your assignment and so yeah it's a rare assignment you have to really stay in that humble pocket or you can't do what you do which is be on a stage and people want to come because it's you yeah 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 (laughs) so true so true I, i have to tell you i laughed out loud when i pulled up your twitter page just now and read here's plum's bio here's what she wrote about herself I write songs. I sing them. <laughs> I'm married to Jeremy Lee. We have three extraordinary kiddos. I, be- I believe there is always hope because of the cross. And I hate cats. <laughs> <laughs> it's <I> true. Think, <laughs> well, that's kind of funny. That's kind of funny. <laughs> like the, the most depth that a person can put in just a few words. And I hate cats. <laughs> <laughs> It, it kind of adds to the humor that she's dressed a little bit like a bird in the picture. And so yeah. It's just kind of like, yeah. There's a lot of feathers yeah. and I hate yes. that. <laughs> so, oh man. I, I, at one point I feel like I, I did some sort of like hashtag one time of like, you know, traumatic childhood experience, but like I had a cat as like a little sixth grade girl and loving on your cat and I would dress it up in clothes and, um, in, in ninth grade, um, it got really sick and my dad put it to sleep. And so I just had like this three year stint of actually liking a cat. But, um, in that <laughs> span of time, he, he was, he was put to sleep because he, um, he, uh, went to swat, like, I don't know what came over him, but I w- he was laying on his back in my, in my lap and I was just kind of rubbing his belly and his, his eyes got really big. And he just swatted right at me and his claw went through the white of my eye and came out. Oh no. Oh no. Yeah. And I had to hold his paw in my eye, like against my eye to keep him from jerking my eyeball out, which is disgusting. And so, so as we, like my mom hears me screaming and, you know, she like reverses the claw and throws him, you know, as far as you can throw them. And she, you know, she's just scared to death. And, and so I, my eye was saved. Um, I mean, I, my, the obstetrician was like, Oh my goodness, like you are so close to being blinded. And, um, at the same time I, you know, it t- turned out to be okay. But my dad was like, and the cat is gone. <laughs> <We're> not, <laughs> not keeping the cat. 
<laughs> so I'm just like, okay, you know, so it just, it did kind of put a bad taste in my mouth around my cats, just, you know, not trusting them. <laughs> You're just going to carry that deep wound. <laughs> yeah. Just gonna, <laughs> if you ever see me, if you ever see me post a picture of us getting a cat, you're going to be like, oh, wow. She's just really experienced some tremendous healing. <laughs> <laughs> the Lord has really now gone to the deep chambers mm. of her soul and really got the, the deep stuff. We're, we're getting out the pussy stuff of depth here. <laughs> so, um, okay. I want to lead you this direction with, um, with your thoughts. And that is just the, as of this moment, when we are talking, the latest, um, tweet that, um, Plum had, um, tweeted is a quote from Emily Dickinson. And it says, this is the introduction to my book. So immediately I just went to Amazon for right after that, before I read the quote <laughs> and ordered your book, need you now a story of hope, which I hope um, whoever's listening will do the same thing I did. I just ordered it. You know, Prime is getting it to me for free. And so it'll be in my hands by Thursday. And that's great. So um, we can read the depth um, of um, spiritual life behind the woman who sings the songs that we hear on the radio. But going back to the quote now, would you talk about why you picked this quote? Do you want me to read it or would you like to read why you, oh, you know, I mean, and tell us why? I can I can quote it. Yeah, it's uh, sure. by Emily Dickinson and it says, Hope is the thing with feathers that perches in the soul and sings a tune without the words and never stops at all. And when I read that, I hear there's always hope. It never stops at all. And so um, hence the feathers that I'm wearing on the cover of the record, <laughs> hence the feather jewelry that my husband and I uh, put together. And I think it's because that means so much to me and, and the, the statement of that there being always hope means so much to me is because I just a few years ago experienced what hopelessness feels like for the first real time in my life. And, you know, I'd used the term loosely and just, oh, you know, this is hopeless. You know, you're shopping to the grocery store and you can't find your favorite brand of something or, you know, right. you're this, you know, argument in a friendship. You know, oh, it's hopeless. She's never going to see my way. But like not really not really being able to, to fully experience what the feeling of hopelessness feels like in it. And, and my definition of hope, which has been extremely influenced by Kay Warren's book, Choose Joy, but that it's the belief that there is something outside and beyond what you're in right now. Like however the situation looks, hope is believing that there's more and that something beautiful can come from it. And, and so I had believed that until my marriage completely crashed and burned and went up in smoke. And um, that was never, ever, ever, ever going to be me. Um, I dated a lot and so did he. And we were very sure that we were the right one for each other and we're best friends and, and we're married almost five years before we had our first. And we had these three beautiful babies back to back and healthy pregnancies and just this life that I think from the outside looking in would just be like, wow, that, wow, that's, that's amazing. You know, that's amazing. And, um, it was imploding from the inside out and we were getting really busy. We were taking a lot of things for granted. Um, our life got really, really noisy with a lot of good stuff that was competing with what was great. And, um, in some of those little nicks and dings and fractures that, you know, you can't really see from far off but when you get really close, um, you can, um, we had even kind of started keeping people at arm's length a little bit without even intention. It was just, mm -hmm. uh, we're, we are, we've got this new house. It's a little bit further than our community. And, you know, we're not, 
<clears throat> going to be able to be around all of our closest friends as much because of where we've moved to. And just the list was, you know, infinite. And so we had started a lot of adventures and, and businesses and, you know, there's all these little kids running around the house and one's potty training and one's in diapers and one's newborn and still nursing. And, um, you know, life yeah. just seemed really yeah. full, but it was <clears throat> a lot of good stuff that if you isolated each one, you'd be like, that's a good thing. Well, that's a good thing. Um, but you combine them all together and they were a huge distraction from what was great and best, what was truly best. And so, um, it was about four years ago, uh, this past Christmas and my, my husband had had enough, um, where he was at in his walk, he was kind of walking away from his faith entirely. He just thought maybe a whole clean slate, a whole new life, a different perspective, a different place to live, a different everything is what he needed. And he left. And I was in this oversized house with three kids um, by myself and quickly saw a lot of the problem was me, even though he had left and he, he had made some decisions that weren't mine to own that were extraordinarily wrong. They were, they were still, you know, they had kind of come about by him being pushed to a place to even have that decision to make. And I was part of the pushing. And so, um, you don't realize that until you're in it, your hindsight is just so beautifully clear. And you're like, Oh my goodness, why did I ever say that? Why did I ever do that? Why didn't I do this more? Why didn't I not? And so, um, he was, um, he was done. And so I remember a really dark day in my life and it was when this whole, there is always hope kind of came about. I had called a lawyer that someone had recommended to me, um, just to kind of not to file for divorce, but, um, to sort of protect myself of, you know, we, we have these kids together and, and everything has been shared. And so I don't want to be naive because, you know, he's now left and I didn't think that would ever happen. So who's to say he wouldn't, you know, do something else. And then someone say, right. why didn't you, you know, why didn't you look out for your little, your little ducks? And so, um, so I, I called looking out for myself and the children of just, I want to, I want to ask you some questions. And she said, well, I would love to speak with you. I would love to help you, but I'm already representing your husband. And when she said that, I mean, I think, I don't know that I dropped the phone, but I mean, my heart, I just, I just hung up. I just hung the phone up and wept and wept and wept. And I was like, this is happening. Like this is happening. Like, Oh my goodness. And, um, and I was at our house and our house was kind of out in the country a bit. And so there was not a lot of radio stations that came in. And this one station, which was a Christian station came in and I heard Aaron Schust singing. My hope is in you all the day long. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I will not be shaken by drought or storm. And I was like, I'm in a hurricane. And I knelt at this little place in my kitchen where it's kind of like a cutout for a desk. And I, and I sort of knelt there in front of this radio. And, um, and I know a lot of people don't have radios in their kitchen. <laughs> um, it just like this time of, you know, season of, of life, I guess, and technology. But we had the kind where you can like set your iPhone on it and it will play your playlist, but it also had AM FM options. And so the FM option was on and it was a Christian radio station. And, and right after that was Matthew West. I know I'm not strong enough to be. Yes. Oh my everything. word. And then the next <laughs> one was Mac Powell starts singing. I need a miracle. And I mean, I'm just like bawling and I can't get enough. And then Mandisa sings stronger. And then, um, Sanctus Real comes on and sings lead me. And, and I'll never forget it, which is why oh I can word. quote it. And I was like, wow. <laughs> in that moment, I realized my own, 
my own sin. I was like, I, for, you know, let's, let's not think about Jeremy for a second. I have been so self-absorbed. I have cared so much about being rich and famous, but have said otherwise. I have really thought myself superior to Christian music and I'm more relevant and I'm cooler and my music is sonically more, you know, progressive and all these things that weren't even true. And it was like, I just had this attitude that in that moment, I became one of my fans. I became the listener that feels hopeless. So they turn on the radio and they need to hear those songs. And so often one of those songs for someone who's felt hopeless was me singing and that God had actually used me to be that life giving hope to someone's lungs in a really dark, deep place that they were in. And I had completely taken that for granted. And not taking it nearly as serious. And, yeah, yeah. And I sat there and wept and I asked for forgiveness. I was like, please forgive me. Like, yeah. I'm sure this has a little bit to do with why I am a single mother right now. I think me living for me has really finally caught up with me and it is not working. And I am not better than anybody that I'm hearing sing right now. I am not more valuable to you than anyone else that you've created. I'm just a vessel that you chose to use and I got caught up in myself. So I'm asking forgiveness and I'll never forget feeling like as I sat down on the cold towel floor, I never ever will forget feeling like God, instead of standing over me with a finger pointed and saying, I told you this would happen. I told you he didn't like, I felt like he was sitting on the floor with me. Yes. And he wrapped his arms around me and he was like, it's okay. Yeah. You want to start over? Cause I, you know, I forgive you before you even asked. Yes. And it was like, you did, didn't you? And he's like, yeah, I've already forgotten about all that. So what's tomorrow hold? Because my mercies are new in the morning. Yes. <laughs> like I, I, you know, Lamentations 323 says that he's like, I give a fresh start when you wake up in the morning. It's a new day. So what are you going to do with that? And I remember telling him, I give all this to you. I give all of me to you and I'm sorry. Thank you for forgiving me. And I'm excited about tomorrow. I'm brokenhearted, but I'm excited because I know that you're there with me and you're going to do something beautiful with this. And I, I may end up divorced, but I, I'm committed to you first and foremost now. So I'm not afraid anymore. So I'm sad, but I'm not afraid. And I have peace, which means I have joy. And even though I'm not happy, I have joy. And in the book, I say that joy and hope are like hand holding best friends because you kind of can't have one without the other. And so I, had hope. Therefore, I could have joy. You've been listening to the story of Tiffany Lee, better known as Plum. And I so hope you can come back tomorrow for part two of Plum, There Is Always Hope. You might get to see her soon. She's on the Beautiful Offerings Tour and she is sweeping the country with Big Daddy Weave and Jordan Feliz. And so at lifewithlisawilliams.com, you can find a link to where she is on the tour. You can also find a link to her Twitter page so you can see what's going on with her right now today. Um, Also, there are links for you to get her music and to get her book, Need You Now, A Story of Hope. So lifewithlisawilliams.com. You can find all that information right underneath this show, which is called Plum, There Is Always Hope. Thank you, Melanie Moritzky, for producing today's show. Thank you, Paul Goldsmith, for being the executive producer of today's show and for all your encouragement. Also, I want to say thank you to all the radio stations that have added my new show, Um, the radio show, not the podcast, but the new radio show. I want to say thank you 
um, for giving me uh, an opportunity to love people through radio. I'm so happy to partner with you and to partner with Christian FM. My gratitude going out to John Hamilton and Paul Tipton for um, just helping me be who God's called me to be and for representing me and just thank you. I'm so appreciative of having you guys in my life. You can always send your questions or comments to me at lifewithlisawilliams.com. Hashtag thanks for listening.